0: good morning and welcome to day four number 102 with frank scalish channeling his inner man on vacation shirt
1: that's right i had to i had to don the uh man on vacation shirt because i'm i'm already sick of the weather here
0: yeah it is it has been nasty it's rained an absolute ton here i'll tell you when you came down uh for show 100 a couple weeks ago you hit it absolutely perfect the following uh thursday i was actually out and uh in like an inch of ice perfect so there was no way you could have gotten on the water and then this thursday today it has rained like four inches the last two days so everything would have been absolutely blown out so for a change the weather gods blessed us with good weather in our favor at the moment that you had it so
1: and i and i have to say that was that was a lot of fun i mean i had an absolute blast um cost
0: you some money i've i've you've as you've called it said ah you cost me a lot of money
1: well yeah you did you rotten bastard because i had so much fun doing that and i don't i don't have a forward-facing sonar yet um frankie it, does frankie does and so i i know that i can take the techniques that you showed me down there and apply them here and and catch giant crappies so of course um because I have a problem, uh, my OCD with fishing, I came home and, um, I bought an awful lot of Bobby Garland to the tune of close to $400 worth.
0: You don't get that stuff, Frank. I mean, you literally like work for that. You can't just call up and say, Hey, I need some crappie plastics.
1: Yeah, I could, but I wanted it now.
0: Look at that stuff. You got, you've got, uh, you got all of the, uh, the goods in there and the soft plastics.
1: Absolutely. So I, I got my Bobby Garland order in and I was so excited. And then I said, well, I want a certain type of jig head for this technique. And I, I got a do it mold and bought some hooks
0: because you you could show those too. I know you showed them beforehand, but is it okay to show them? Oh, there they are
1: yeah so so i got Look at that uh, so i got them and i painted the jig heads to match the soft plastics and it's got the it's got the right hook in it
0: what color or what shape jig head is that
1: it's almost like um
0: it's half like a, egg
1: yeah it's like a half egg shape i got you and so and then this is what it looks like rigged up
0: oh my gosh Oh, Frank. Right. I need some of those Uncle Frank. Some right? of those jig heads. Those are that is amazing because the paint job on it matches the plastic.
1: Yeah, I did that. Um I mixed the paint to actually match the plastic.
0: <laughs> what's because what's the hook in there? Tom was wanting to know.
1: It's a it's a Gamagatsu um 90 degree. I don't know the exact numbers. I'd have to run downstairs and look at, look on it, but you You can't...
0: are kind of obsessed cuz that's <laughs>
1: Yeah, I am I am very obsessed. And and this is this is a problem that I've had since birth, apparently. But um so yeah, so I got I got that all dialed in. Next thing I'm gonna do, uh I'll have to talk to you and we'll go over the long rods you're using.
0: That's your own fault, because I offered to give you one before you headed home and you refused to take it.
1: Yeah, because I'm an idiot. I mean, what I mean, what
0: you I have it sitting
1: right there, Frank? I know. I should have swiped it to be honest with you, but you should
0: have said, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm headed to Cleveland.
1: Right. But, but you know what, dude, I, I feel, I feel bad taking stuff from people. So, you
0: know, you got the full, have you had any of the fillets yet? Oh God. Yeah. Dude. Oh really? You've been you yeah. doing the crappie fry.
1: Right. So here's, so here's the deal. Okay. These, these crappies were nice. They were super nice. So, so it works out good because you don't have to, thawed a lot of fish to have a meal so um what what i've been doing is i've been doing um fish beef deer meat and i alternate them throughout the week i like it yeah so it's been it's been great because um you know i mean i'm i can't wait for first uh sunday because sunday we're gonna do rabbit but um Ooh. but you Fresh know i the garden fresh from the garden so (laughs) (laughs) you screwy (laughs) webbit but so yeah so anyway so the reality of it is is that i you know i don't i don't eat a lot of garbage junk food Mm -hmm. um probably drink too much beer but i don't eat a lot of junk food hey
0: i've stopped doing that over the last week and a half frank I've I I've had a I had a couple beers last night. My buddy Juice made some, oh you know Juicy's the one who came over. You guys yeah. bloviated bl- bloviated for <laughs> three. I was so tired. You guys bloviated for three hours.
1: That's right. We
0: did, I did uh elk elk burgers. Oh, nice. I smoked elk burgers last night. I went over to his house. It was phenomenal. The literally the best burger I've ever had. He cuts in some pork fat and then he does some bacon on the Traeger as well yeah and some like fresh gouda cheese on top of that and then he makes this like aioli sauce with little bits of of relish in it that goes over it on a on a toasted bun it was top notch
1: dude you're making me hungry already
0: but i I had not had a a legit elk burger uh you know he drew a tag in oklahoma like one of four tags in this deal and anyway ended up with an elk so
1: perfect that's what you're supposed to do when you go hunting you're supposed Uh, to shoot something
0: all right let's get some structure let's get some structure to this chaos right here Uncle <laughs> okay. Frank. Here, here's let's what we're do gonna it. do we have a we have a giveaway today the number 14 color number seven spook now two weeks ago on uh btl on the 100th show we said hey if you if you tag uh or send a picture of you just wearing day four btl stuff uh to me or frank if you don't have social media you can email it uh you post it on Instagram, Facebook, any of that stuff. And so throughout the two weeks, anything that's been sent to us or tagged that we know of, we compiled and then did a a uh, uh, oh, we did an analysis. We had a little chat about it, and we came up with who's going to get spook number fourteen Correct. Uh, labeled. So we will give that n- that away at the end of the show. We that's will little, announce it. That's called a hook right there. Keep them hooked, Frank. I love it. It's like the Sturgeon. Just keep them by the hook. So we will do that. Um, Second of all, this is the last show uh, that I will be able to talk about being up in Minnesota, New Prague, Minnesota, this Saturday, February 11th, the day before the Super Bowl, 5 to 10 p.m. at Giesenbauer Beer Company in New Prague, Minnesota. It is a uh, collaboration between the Crappie Chronicles there's my Crappie Chronicles hat that I have on right there. And BTL uh, to raise money for uh, St. Jude. Uh, the, the Dick Hiley St. Jude Bass Classic, the first week of May. Uh, Adam Bartuzik and I are doing it. They raised over $740,000 last year. This is the 25th anniversary, and they're over $5 million in donations to St. Jude. Uh, you just show up, 10 bucks to get in the door. They have the Break Your PB uh, break your PB specialty brew beer for the crappie chronicles they have their own beer because they're big time uh all the guys are going to be there i'm going to be there 500 hundred dollar pro guide gift card uh gift certificate available for anything on the pro guide website tons of clothing tackle high-end rods ice houses everything so if you're in minnesota around the new preg area Uh, well worth your time to head out for that. If you have any questions, I've had four or five guys that have been like, Hey, I'm interested in coming to this. What are the actual details? Uh, I, I I put it up on, on, uh, my story as well. Uh, DM me Instagram at Matt shoot a message, uh, on Facebook if you want to to the BTL page. So that's that. So I will be there in person. Oh, I got a bunch of BTL hats, decals, uh, buffs to give away at that thing too. Perfect. So, uh, next. Uh, Your hometown continues to make news with the walleye cheaters. Did you see the the most recent development of that?
1: I did not, and I'll tell you why I did not. Um, Because I've heard it so much that I quit tuning into it. So give me the details, bud.
0: Okay, well, um, one of the guys tried to use fake, tried to use counterfeit $100 bills to pay for bowling and got caught. What? Yeah. Man accused in fishing scandal faces new charge after bowling alley incident. So basically, Chase Kaminsky,
1: once huh? a cheater, always a cheater.
0: Yeah, the bills had the writing for motion picture purposes and not legal tender on them, and other markings showed they were fake. Basically, him and his 18 year old son passed oh. the bills to an employee, and then the son claimed. This is a truncated version that. He didn't know that they were fake, that he sold an Xbox, and that's what he got it for. But there's phone records of him texting his dad, who was the walleye cheater, holy crap, it worked. So <laughs> 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 that's, that's kind of caught red-handed there.
1: Wow, man, what a way to pass down the, you know, what a way to pass that down to your children.
0: Yeah, so, I, I mean, it doesn't sound like the, it, it, what it's coming out as to me, then, it doesn't sound like this guy was really in it for the fishing glory. He's just a con man who right. happened to see an opportunity in the fishing.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Had nothing to do with the guy that was like, oh, I'm into fishing. I'm doing whatever it takes to win. It was a guy that was trying to make money through scams, as we've seen oh, yeah. through the charges that have come out completely unrelated to fishing in the past, in the six months after it. I just
1: can't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, it's, <clears throat> that's a bunch of crap.
0: You following anything that's going down in Florida right now? Big time, big time weights going down on, uh, on Okeechobee right now.
1: Yeah, I saw that. I mean, they're catching them. Uh, that looks like it would be a lot of fun to be there right now. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you. Um, well, let's see how the rest of the tournament goes. You know what I mean? I mean, they had a lot of 20 pound bags come in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which good is, stuff. Yeah, which is crazy good.
0: All right. uh, We got another deep dive today. We got a really good show lined up uh, for today. Uh, last week, a lot of good feedback on setting up uh, your boat, not just the prop, but setting up your motor height to make sure your boat is running right. properly. Uh, a lot of good feedback on that, but there's a lot of guys who are on the bank. A lot of guys are in kayaks. A lot of guys who are in mini boats, things like that. So this is uh, this is applicable to everybody and something right. that uh, especially after what we saw go down on Toledo Bend this past weekend with a 39 15 bag caught primarily on a football head jig.
1: Holy smokes,
0: man! And, and it was deep, and he was dragging it on hard spots, and he smashed him. That he was loaded to the cork. Let's just say that. <laughs> Merchandise still available, shop BTL, basso.com, also the new hoodies, all that still available if you're interested in that. I should I
1: should be donning my day four gear, but I I, I had to I
0: had to go no 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 I like the it's a it's a mental mental standpoint. But today's topic is football jigs.
1: I like it. And not because of the 39 pound bag, because honestly, I didn't even know about that until just now.
0: Well, now you do, Um, now your mind's blown. I've hit you with all sorts of breaking news today.
1: Yes. My mind is blown. Um, so I don't have diagrams today because this, this episode here is not really, um, I, you don't really need diagrams for it. Uh, this is really going to simplify your football jigging, uh, techniques. Uh, so I'm going to dive into first of all I'm grabbing stuff here as you can Football head see. jigs. Yes.
0: Scott said I didn't hear the topic the office is way too loud. Football head jigs. <laughs> football.
1: You tell those guys to be quiet when you're is at it, work listening to Is it to football
0: jigs or football head jigs? I just call them
1: football jigs. Okay. But it's probably football headed jigs to be honest with you.
0: It'd be but the technical. Who, hey. term. Yeah, literally that is probably the most least important it is the
1: very least important okay so the first thing that and i and i'm gonna you guys okay so here you're gonna get you're gonna get like real information here because i'm gonna show you i'm actually gonna physically show you my favorite football jig skirts um a couple of which i make myself and a couple are store-bought so you're going to see what I actually use. And, and and honestly, I don't deviate from them. I mean, my, my football jig box is the easiest box I have. Um, so let's start out with, um, you know what, I'm going to start out with sizes first. Uh, and then I'm going to go into three techniques that I employ probably 90% of the time. And then um, I'll talk about how you know you're in the right place when you're fishing it and stuff like that then i want to get into to the trailers because the trailers are very very important um because they each do something different so we'll get into that too so so i guess without further ado let's roll right um so it's no secret to anybody who knows me i throw and i'm just saying this because you can use any football jig you want. Um, and I have no affiliation with the, this company whatsoever, but I throw Jules football jig. Um, I like the hook in it. In fact, I will show you two. Um I, I like that bend in the hook right there. This, I feel, holds the bass better. I don't lose a ton of fish on this football jig, which is why I throw it. Um, I've experimented with other hook designs on these things and have lost a lot of fish this is the only one that I use I don't even own another one at this point so that's Jewel so what I do is I have literally my two favorite sizes are 5 16ths and three quarters now I do have halves but but, but the 5 sixteenths ths I think I can I can drag it nice and slow with it, and I can work it through standing timber. Uh, when I go to the half, I got to keep it moving a little bit quicker, and the half is a little troublesome in timber. And three quarter ounce most of the time is pure structure, uh, no wood okay. cover on it whatsoever. Um, so I guess I guess with that, my weights are easy, so I don't carry a lot of football jigs with me. I don't have to. Um,
0: and you carry them all unskirted until you build it. Every
1: them. single, every one of them's unskirted until I build it. Because I never know what the water conditions are going to give me. And so okay. I, re- then, because here's what happens, okay? Uh, I have, my football jigs are the easiest. I literally have five colors, okay? But flipping jigs and stuff could be cumbersome. And if you have all your jigs with skirts on them, you're carrying twice the amount of jigs because here look it's a lot easier to open up your jig box in fact this is my entire jig box right here oh wow flipping jigs and football jigs so so they're not skirted okay until i need them so what what i carry in this box is ziplocs full of skirts see this is one that i make up it's called
0: olive no it blue, says oh, blue, turn it blue, around
1: it's got the name on it yeah it's bluegrass bluegrass purple
0: it says so, olive on the front though doesn't it no oh oh yeah i don't know why i thought that bluegrass blue, purple
1: okay so so what i do is i roll them up nice and tight squeeze the air out of the bag and then i mm-hmm. keep my skirt colors in the box so the box is real easy to, to deal with because now I'm not taking up a lot of room with having to have six jigs of every skirt color. So I can put a dozen jigs of one size in the box and then have my skirts separate and then just slap the skirt on, uh, when I, you know, whatever water conditions dictate, um, I do this with my flipping jigs, my every all my jigs are in this little box, believe it or not it weighs a ton because there's a lot in there, but, Mm -hmm. but it's small. It doesn't take up a lot of room in the boat. Um, so that's, that's kind of, you know, how I carry the stuff. So what I'm going to, what I want to do is I want to talk about, um, some the ways I fish it and then I'll get into what I'm looking for when I fish it. But my first technique is basically a slow drag. So, It's almost like I Carolina rig fish. I cast it out, let it get to the bottom, and then I slowly drag it, pick up my slack, drag it, pick up my slack, drag it. Um, That's probably the technique that I use the most. Um, Very effective. Now, people are going to say, well, why wouldn't you throw a Carolina rig in that? Because you're fishing the same. You're fishing the same way well here's the deal i have gone out where for whatever the reasons the bass don't want the rig they're eating off the bottom they're rooting around in the rocks and they want the football jig conversely i've seen the same thing the opposite way where they don't touch a football jig but they'll annihilate a carolina rig so whenever i'm structure fishing And i'll preface this again because i say this every show that i talk about structure fishing whenever i'm structure fishing carolina rig football jig deep crankbaits those are my three tools um for pure offshore summertime structure fishing i don't ever not have those out when i'm structure fishing Mm -hmm. so the next uh technique that i want to talk about actually was invented on kentucky lake and it was not done with a football jig it was just done with a heavy three-quarter ounce regular flipping jig like you could use the you could use the war eagle jujitsu jig is actually perfect for it because it's the right weight um it's i believe it's nine sixteenths it's called stroking so when you pull up to your ledge or your rock pile or your Long tapering mm-hmm. point. You cast it out, you let it hit the bottom. Now, this is when I'm going to use my three quarter ounce, or if the fish want a slow fall, I'll go back to the 516. But what you do is you cast it out, it hits the bottom. You snap the rod tip straight up in the air and let the jig fall down. So you're not taking the jig and making it do that. You're taking the jig and you're making it do that. You want to keep it right. How far is it
0: coming? What, like two, three feet off the bottom,
1: two, three feet off the bottom. You're not dropping a rod tip to the water and then going,
0: whoa, you're just, and it's real crisp. It's
1: crisp. It's a clean snap straight up. So the jig goes straight up and down, straight up and down. Um, This stroking technique can be absolutely disgusting. Um, (laughs) I've had fish literally almost take the rod out of my hand when they hit the thing. Mm-hmm. Um very aggressive bite. It's not it's not a peck peck. It's not a just getting heavy kind of deal. They maul this thing. Um fun, fun, fun technique to use. But you'll be you'll have your your ass will be wore out at the end of the day doing that all day. Um uh the the other thing I like to do is um I'll take the I'll do it and I'll do I almost work it like a, a, a wobble head. That's the other technique where I just keep it humming. I keep it on the bottom, keep it banging stuff and I'm just keep reeling it in. Um, then, then I have to use the three quarter cause you can't keep the other ones on the bottom uh, going that rapidly. Um, that's another technique where when the fish hits it, he smokes it and there's no guesswork. Um, you know, there's zero guesswork. So that brings me to rod and line choices here um with each
0: real quick Go so ahead. when you talk about reeling it like the structure bug they do that in oklahoma it's basically how the the like you said the biffle bug was invented mm-hmm. but we right. they called it back in the day when i was first fishing it scrubbing a football head because you are scrubbing the bottom with it basically Casting it up into two, three foot on pea gravel on chunk rock, reeling it in so it's tick, 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 tick. And a lot of the old timers would just slowly reel in that football head, which then transitioned into the Biffle Bug and Hardhead. Little, Correct. Little, little, side, little side note.
1: No, but that's exactly that's exactly true. That's exactly how the wobble head was born, and it's a great technique. You can cover water fast doing that. Uh, um,
0: and, and before we get to it, I'll show you why it works. Do it. Here's why it works. Because this is what a crawfish looks like while it's swimming.
1: Isn't that isn't that a great picture?
0: Do you see that? Look at oh, that. Yeah. There's your stroke in the jig. Like picture, like watch this right here. I wasn't trying to derail you here, but I when well, we were preparing, watch this coming up right. Right here. Watch him. Watch how it see that?
1: It's perfect.
0: That's the stroke in the jig, right? Exactly. That. That's what you're imitating. And then on this part where you're just reeling it, that's what you're imitating. That's an actual crawfish and how it rolls underwater. There you go.
1: Isn't that cool? That's great footage, dude. Yeah. How long, how'd you hold your breath that long?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, that, that footage was actually, I got that from the cloud after I dropped my iPhone in Lake Hartwell in October. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
1: oh that's funny <laughs> that's all right good. all right T- tackle now okay where was i before i was so rudely interrupted <laughs> i don't even remember where you, i was you said
0: you going to, oh, you yeah. you're going oh yeah you're starting to tackle
1: okay so the rods and the rod is another important key um i like i like i throw a powell 775 for my football jigs um it's it's a seven foot five inch medium heavy but it's got a super fast tip on it so the tip flexes a lot now it loads right after that but it flexes a lot and i and i want that flexibility in the in the tip of the rod because i can feel everything that jig is doing down there okay um the other thing is now line size is real real tricky uh you you won't you won't believe this but i I have football jig with 10, 12, 14, 17. Um, and, and, and 10 is spooky, spooky on a football jig. Um, but on table rock, I needed, I was getting more bites on 10 on sloping areas. And then I went to the 14 and the 17 when I was fishing standing timber. So. More likely than not, if I'm football jigging, I'm football jigging with 17, Um, but I have gone lighter. Now, the Great Lakes is a different animal, okay? I've football jigged on Lake Erie with 10, 12, 14, and 17. The problem with the Great Lakes is the zebra mussels. 10 (laughs) and 12 is not going to hold up. You hit one rock the wrong way, and the hook set, you're going to lose the fish. So I had to go heavier on, on the big lake mm-hmm. with the football jig because it's nasty down there.
0: 2015, 16 zebra mussels got in the lower end of Grand. <clears throat> yeah, and you pull it over a brush pile, well, there'd be zebra mussels on everything. So I, I, I mean, for two years it was. There was that's kind of what flipped the lake there, uh, up to the kind of Wolf Creek Sailboat Bridge, Honey Creek area, is because for that two or three years. You would literally be down lake. You'd drag your football jig over your pile. You had ten foot of visibility because they're f- filtering the filter clear beers. water, and you'd go to make another cast, and you would send that freaking one ounce or three quarter ounce football <laughs> jig. I mean, into it's like, like I I vividly remember fishing one nickels there. Y- y- have you ever golfed, Frank?
1: Very poorly, and only when I was a youth.
0: So you know that there's a feeling when you you're you're standing on the tee box and you're like, I cannot go right. Like right is lawsuit city. Like into houses, apartment complexes, (laughs) parking lots. (laughs) It's a weird feeling being on the boat while you're you know off a point that has a 2.5 million dollar house up on the hill, and you're launching a football jig, and all of a sudden because of the zebra muscles and the nicks in your line it's still there and then when you cast it at that perfect moment that sucker just keeps sailing and you've got just a chunk i mean chunk of lead headed towards a two million dollar house same feeling as when you duck hook a uh, a uh golf ball (laughs) into a housing complex i mean it it was bad like you'd go through like 30 of them
1: oh yeah keep them on
0: you'd set the hook and it'd just be straight air
1: yeah and that's that's (laughs) exactly I could just imagine. You're like, ooh, what a cast. I mean,
0: it just, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah.
1: (laughs) That's outstanding. But, yeah, and that's the problem. That's the problem on the Great Lakes is the zebra mussels. Um, So I use heavier line um, when I'm football jigging out there for them um, just because of that reason. And and the zebs are spreading to other lakes like you just, you know, attested to um so that's that's kind of my setup now i will say this um little difficult stroking a jig with with a long fishing rod like that uh because you got a lot of there's a lot of movement and a lot of weight to the rod so so when i'm doing that i'll hold the rod at like um 10 o'clock and i'll just hop it up like that when i'm doing it and then reel down to it um you know but it's trickier stroke and trickier with a with a seven and a half foot rod so you just want to be cognizant of that now I do fish these things in standing timber a lot very meticulously you got to be very meticulous um because they, they have a tendency they're built for the rocks they're built to wobble and go through the rocks and not hang up as easily in the rocks. Um, they're not quite the best wood jig on the planet, but they do fish well through the wood if you're meticulous about it. Um, the other thing, football jigs don't do well in is grass. Uh, they snag a lot of grass. Mm -hmm. There was a lake that I had never been to. And I went there the first time and it had a lot of grass in it. Um, it was summer. And I had all my usual summertime suspects out and um, I was looking for rock piles on the outside edges of the grass because anybody that fishes up north knows if you find rock piles on the outside edges of the grass, you're going to find bass there so i found this one break line and it had grass that went all the way down to 12 to 14 feet the rock pile came out there as the rock pile got a little deeper the grass got a little more sporadic till the grass disappeared entirely it was kind of a perfect spot so i rocketed the football jig out there and and not not being familiar with this structural element because i had never been there prior um i threw it in in a heavy swatch of grass and I was trying just to pull it, tight line it and have it poof through the grass. It wouldn't come through. So I snatched it really hard. Mm-hmm. It rocketed through the grass and my rod loaded up and I got one and I'm like, holy crap. So I fired out again and I started, I got onto the rocks, I'm bumping rocks, bumping rocks. I get into an isolated pl- clump of grass, I bog it down and I pop it through the grass and Boom, I got another one. So it can can work in certain situations. Now, hydrilla and milfoil, you can bust it through. Coontail, not a chance in hell. It's just going to glob on the bait, and you're never going to get it off. So it can, the football jig can work in those instances, but if I know I got a really good grass rock mix. I'm gonna to go to a traditional flipping jig only. I'm gonna to go to the heavier ones um, because it comes through the grass nicer. I'll still stroke it through the grass. I'll still pop it through the grass, but it's gonna give me a little bit more um, high percentage casts because I'm not gonna hang it up as much in the grass. Um, and and that's, that's pretty much uh that's pretty much my mentality on the football jig um I've won a lot of money on a football jig and I've caught a lot of bass on a football jig so let's go to colors let's do colors um I don't get crazy with football jig colors I do not get crazy with it you don't have to so for my first my first color and this is a jewel color this is not one of my colors Um, it's just really simple. It's brown and purple, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: brown and purple. It's as easy as they get.
0: Like purple flash or whatever. What is Yeah, It's
1: it's purple flash is exactly what it's called. So it's just the brown with the purple flash. Yep. Now I'll team this up with my trailer will be green pumpkin, orange, green pumpkin, blue blue green pumpkin purple something
0: with a little contrast in it though not solid
1: right not solid and and then and that's this is pretty much you know store-bought another store-bought color that I use a lot and this is also Jules color it's green pumpkin candy with purple this is a very subtle skirt in the water it's not very flashy not very vibrant Again, my my trailer choices are going to be in my browns and green pumpkins with this. However, I have used black and blue on it to give me a really hard contrast. Um, one of the most successful places that I've ever really contrasted a football jig where I used a black and bluish uh, skirt with a, a green pumpkin candy trailer was Kentucky Lake before the grass carp came in um to that place um they wanted the contrast there so I so when I learned that that was decades ago when I learned that I always will have one contrasting color whether it's a green pumpkin type skirt with a dark trailer or the opposite I'll always have one contrasting color because sometimes it makes a difference now the other skirt color that I throw and I actually make this one I'm trying to get it to flare out because I haven't thrown this one in the water yet. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a magic craw color, but it's got, um, it's got little purple metallic in there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Little green pumpkiny.
1: Little green pumpkin. You can see some of the purple flashes when mm-hmm. I move it, but and it's really of blue. Right, a little bit of blue, and I like that baby blue, that robin egg color
0: mm-hmm. in it.
1: Um, this, this one here, um, probably my color. I start with almost everywhere I go.
0: Just good universal color matches, a lot of crawfish and, or even a little, maybe a bluegill or something down there.
1: Right. And then I use my trailer to enhance it. Yeah. I'll use like, I'll use like a Bama magic color or a magic cross swirl color, or I'll go straight green pumpkin blue or straight right. green. It's pumpkin basically
0: green like blue. a suit. You got a black suit and a Navy suit. It just depends on which one you want to wear. And then right. your, your flare is going to be your trailer, which is going to be your shoes.
1: Right. Now, another skirt that, um, I don't think they make anymore. So I started making them, but Ohio pro lures used to make this for me when I fished. The Bassmasters. Um, it's it's black and blue with a little bit of purple in it. I yeah. don't know if you could see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that looks yeah. that looks really good.
1: This is my black and blue skirt of choice. Um, again, I'll match the colors. I'll use a black with blue flake or black with the with the powder blue belly on it as a trailer now um this is my other skirt and this is probably the most natural skirt color i make it's got a lot of it's it's got um blue blue green pumpkin blue it's also got a magic craw in it and i don't know if you can see it i'm trying to get it to reflect there there you yep,
0: go Yep, yep yep right okay. there
1: so it's also got that very this is a very natural natural color to me this is my second go-to color all the time um and that's all that's literally all my football jig skirts just five if i can't catch them on one of those five they're not on a football jig and you might as well start looking at a different technique in my opinion um so you see i got a monster-sized trailer on this yes okay this is the big yum bad mama which to my dismay um they stopped making that years ago um one of my all-time favorite football jig trailers on earth nothing in my opinions better um i beg every day to have this trailer come back
0: now can you well can you uh can you get one that's a smaller size now
1: yes no No, they, they, they just, I think they just discontinued the smaller size, which I also have here to show you a comparison because the, this, these are my, this is my favorite football jig trailer. So you see the, the big one and the little one here, I can do this. Let me get this skirt out of the way. I actually literally cut this off of my rod this morning, (laughs) which disturbs me. I don't like messing with my tackle.
0: but. (laughs) <laughs> but the uh it, yeah it does it has a flatter profile so yeah right it's very it's, nice
1: it's got the flat profile but it's it's wide but you can see the difference between the little one and the big one
0: absolutely
1: now i throw both i throw both the problem is, is i'm almost out of these but i got about a dozen and a half bags of these left
0: yeah i'm looking i'm looking on lure net i don't see it
1: Yeah, I, 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 have been begging them for that to come back. So, okay. So you
0: you ought to have a little, little power over there now, Frank, after the old color seven. sellout, (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, I'm, I'm working on this. I, if I, if I I was, was lured at, if uncle Frank called, I would answer that call based on what, what history is (laughs) show.
1: Exactly. You know what? And I'm, that's me
0: saying this, not you. I don't want to get you in trouble
1: no literally swear to god that that is my all-time 100 percent favorite football yeah. jig trailer on earth now that's not the only trailer okay so let, we're gonna dive into this right now and i just grabbed a handful of stuff okay so the big we got oh i had it i had one not rigged the big one and the little one to show you the difference
0: these, okay yeah yeah these these that's are, significant there's yeah, nothing they, else they, on the market like it because everything else is round instead of flat
1: right that that thing oh my god that <laughs> just does magic on a football jig okay yeah. so now let's talk about we're gonna go traditional uh this is this is the yum craw chunk yep okay um I believe net baits had a bait, has a bait, a pocket chunk, uh, very similar in action. So here's the deal. Those legs, they flap out like this when you're moving the football jig, or if you're dragging it slowly, they just, are on the bottom, just doing all that nonsense, okay? That's the nature of this trailer.
0: Dragon, j- dragon trailer.
1: Dragon trailer. Okay, slow, slow working in it. Um, that's the nature of that one the bad mama is more like a twin tail grub where those legs are just going, you know, they're just doing everything mentally. Um,
0: More of a scrubbing, reeling it across the bottom and, and stroking. Yeah.
1: Right. And I do drag that a lot too. Okay. Okay. So now I want to get into um, the original trailers for football jigs were twin tail grubs. You get to see this one's the black and blue one, Mm -hmm. uh, twin tail grubs. Um, See, would you be
0: okay throwing that, that exact grub that's in your hand? Would you be okay? Yeah. This,
1: this was my, this was one of my go-to grubs. But see, it's got a little,
0: it's got that little baby crease in it. I would have to boil that tail before I could. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: You're talking about
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that's, that's my OC, my, now my OCD kicks in where I'm like, you got a wonky. I'm just.
1: No, you what boiler? I boiler, will you, boil? yeah, I'll boil, I'll boil it a little bit, get it nice and soft. And then here's what I do. I'm going to show you right now.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: So then I'll lay it on a paper towel or a napkin.
0: Uh, perfect. Like, like that.
1: that. So it stays perfectly flat. I like it. Okay. Now this one's all wrinkled up because I grabbed it out of yep. uh, the bottom of a bag. And I haven't,
0: but that's how you can fix it. Cause you want both yeah. of those things to be even, it's going to reduce line twists. It's going to help with, right. with the symmetry of, of leveling that out. And, and, it's also going to look better for you and your head.
1: Correct. Well, and it moves better. And yep. here, when the, when you boil a bait down, a soft plastic, you better watch your boil time. Okay. Because yeah. we, we used to do this back in the old days. Remember the lure, the salty sensation. I- <laughs> It was here. Shut
0: the hell up, Matt. <laughs> I have a salty sensation story, Frank.
1: Okay, so anyway, you know what it is? is we they call them turkey foot worms?
0: Oh, I I am beyond familiar with it. Yes.
1: Okay, so so we used to boil those down, make them super soft, and then I would on the Ohio River I would flip them on a on an eighth ounce slip sinker. And when you would pull it up over a limb, cause you boiled it so soft, you pull it up over a limb, it would literally crawl over the limb. I mean, like literally like that. The problem was if you were casting and you flipping and you hit a branch, it would wrap around the branch and stick to it and never come off because they were so soft. So your boil times are critical on this. If you over boil them, you ruin it. If you under boil them, you don't fix it. So you got to be real careful.
0: I I, I do like 10 seconds, like just get a little pot of water. I hold it with the tongs. I just drop it in. I'm not boiling the entire bait. I'm just getting Mm -hmm. that tail. I'm laying it out on that, a piece of paper, a cookie sheet, something like that. I'm taking some table salt. I'm putting a light layer table salt down. When that thing comes out, I'm arranging it exactly how I want it. And I'm leaving
1: it. And you leave it. And And then the next
0: day you've got 50. That's what I do with all the, all of my plastics. (laughs) that yes. aren't in that don't come in uh bubble bubble packs
1: right that don't come individually yeah you, you, you can
0: do I mean it's not when you see say boil it's not like you're dumping it in there like it's craft mac and cheese right you're not you're making just dipping spaghetti. that tail in to soften it make it pliable putting it correct. into the shape that you want holding it and then it will hold that shape
1: correct I have a special boiling pan because if you boil soft plastics with the scents they put in them today mm-hmm. uh, in your cooking utensils, you're you're up for a bad road so okay so we talked you
0: you got someone to yell at you i don't i can just go boil them in my pots and then i can make you food and you don't know any better
1: no it's like (laughs) dude where did you get that flavoring from (laughs) that is outstanding okay so now now i have to address um two trailers here the craw trailers okay the spine craw now I will interchange the spine craw and the uh, I'll interchange the yum spine craw and the zoom speed craw. They're interchangeable. Both legs have wildly fast, tight action to them. It's it's like a speedboat in the water. So these are these two. This this and the speed craw are interchangeable. The reason that I like this is because of the length it gives me. I can have more sitting off the back of the jig. So the legs become un- unimpaired with the skirt. I can get them back far enough without having to trim the skirt way down. So that's that's the reason the Yum Spine Craw has started to become a very prominent trailer in my football jigs. Uh, because I needed the length, but I didn't want the bulk. Uh, that's that. Now let's talk about the Christie craw. So the Christie Craw has wild actions on its claw. They do different things. They're just constantly doing all this crazy stuff. So, so we have the super tight claws, the, the Yum Spine Craw, Zoom Speed Craw, and we have the wild legs of the Christie Craw. So you see now, my trailer. I got one other trailer, but my trailer choices. They all do something different. Okay. So you, this is experimentation because the bass will show you a preference and when they do, and you have the right combination, it's, it's a money combo. Sometimes it's a little painful. Like if I get bites and they're not taking it good, if they're just bumping it, bumping it, bumping it, then I start monkeying with the trailer because clearly they can see the color. Mm -hmm. They're just not committing on it. That's smart so like here that big the big giant you guys are going to freak out the big the big giant bad mama if you knew the amount of smallmouth i catch on this you'd lose your mind i i was on a lake an inland lake and i was catching smallies on a football jig and i was using the small uh, bad mama trailer and they were they were like do did you do, and I had to keep it, moving, keep it moving keep it moving keep it moving and then the rod would load up and I would get them so I said this is ludicrous they're not they're they're monkeying they're not committing so I put the big trailer on I threw it out there I started bringing it back dude they didn't hesitate for one <laughs> nanosecond wow they freaking loaded on it and I said oh this is goofy I mean, the bells went off, you know what I mean? So, so there's method to the madness. Now here's a trailer that probably, I'm going to say probably 100,000% overlooked. And and that's, that's the money craw Ooh. right here. Um, This, now I Carolina rig this, I use it as a jig trailer. I use it as a football jig trailer. This bait here is bad, bad, bad. This thing, the legs on this thing, when you you think they would go out and wild on it based on the shape, but they don't. They come in and they do all this stuff real close to the body. So you get a slender profile and everything's moving close to the body of the jig. This thing is an animal on a Carolina rig and a football jig. Probably one of my favorites. Well, I just showed you all my favorites. Mm-hmm. So it's not probably, it is. Um, and, and that's really m- my trailers that I use on it. Now, I'll tell you why I started going to this. Because back in the day, I started using brush hogs for trailers. And it looked really cool. And I caught fish on it. But, it, but something about that didn't look right to me the way i wanted it to to be in the water it wasn't
0: a package
1: yeah it wasn't it was like i just put it on because i Mm. ran out of a trailer um and and i wanted something that that kept it a little more streamlined and then this was the deal right here
0: it's very interesting if you look at it um there's a lot of big giant flangey trailers out there yes um And I would say day in and day out, the more productive ones are the ones that look less sexy in the water. They collapse instead of flare. Because if you go back to that crawfish, we can get real deep in the weeds here. If you go back to that crawfish video, they're tight. Those those crawfish go tight. They don't. And the, so, so the only time that you see, so like, you know, those big giant floating air pinchers, like I've never been a fan of those. Uh, Because even if you take a, you take like the uh, Christie car or any of that it's, it's streamlined. And then you go over to the, the strike King, even, even like a rage lobster or something is going to, is going to collapse a little. I have always, this is me. And I want to get your thoughts on this, Frank. I've always thought that, that the uh, effectiveness of simple plastics, a tube, uh, a cinco, a bait, a Ned, Right. are baits that are streamlined with, with minimal or or little action. But as a result, it is less risky or less dangerous for that fish to eat that bait because a crayfish that has its defensive position up, if you watch that underwater, those smallmouth and those bass, unless it's a, as you would say, a mugambo, they'll pick on them because they know that if they inhale that thing, where are those claws going to go? Right in the freaking gills. Oh yeah, right, that- right in their lungs. I mean, that's the their. Li- I mean, they're going to bite that thing, and it's going to go er, and it's going to rip their lungs out. It's going to rip their gills out. How they freaking breathe?
1: Yeah. Anytime, anytime a crayfish is in a standing position, it's the fight. It's the fight. Yeah. position.
0: And I think that's why that stuff is so. Effective because it, it not only mimics nature, but it also is not a defensive position where those fish feel like the, the, the risk reward factor weighs heavily in the reward versus the risk.
1: Right. Cause you have to understand this something they make their living, eating these things. Uh, they're not stupid. Um, they, they, they eat them all the time. So when that crayfish scoots and everything com compacts and they're scooting backwards, mm-hmm. Okay the bass literally run them down to get them because, because they're not going on guard, you know, get out of here. Ha! Come uh, in, come come at me, bro. (laughs) Right. So, so, you know, so it's more, it's more natural. Now I, I kind of agree with that. I don't, um, you saw the trailers that I Mm -hmm. picked. Um, None of them, none of them are going to flare and flare out and do that. Um, now here's another thing. Okay.
0: Like Uh, that, like the hands up. That's what we're talking. If you're listening on, 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 uh, the podcast.
1: Right. So exactly. (laughs) So it's like, I, like I've experimented with beaver style baits on football jigs, but I don't catch nearly the fish on them. But in cold weather, I'll put a beaver style bait on a jig and catch fish on them. It's just not, it doesn't lend itself well to the football jig. Um, I want some kind of extra movement behind my skirt, uh, on the football jig, but, but it's really simple. I mean, I keep it, I keep football jigging very simple, just like I keep my Carolina rigging very yep. simple.
0: I like it. I like that box. I mean, you can get you two dozen, oh. you can get, I would say, what, three dozen heads in, in those weights that you have dozen of each
1: easy. I had I, I even- bags
0: of skirts and a couple bags of trailers and you've got, 10 to 20 different combinations of weight skirts and trailers that you can mix and match to each other and you always have a fresh football jig the way you store it like that you never have to worry about a rubber band rot on your jig trailers you never have to worry about that sticky gummy deal where the trailers start to kind of stick together or against the collar of the other one right and then you never have any moisture in it you're hooked you never have to worry about hook rust
1: and my, my skirts are always nice and straight yep. in the bag. So I'm not getting crimped up skirts um, that don't move or flare very well. So that's kind of, that's it. I mean, this is, that's, that's, this, that's my entire jig box.
0: That's perfect. I it's like been, it.
1: It's been that way since day one in Bassmasters.
0: A uh, couple things, a couple of questions on the instant feedback. Uh, and then we will give away the uh, color seven oh, I got uh, one knocker spook that is labeled uh, that is that is number 14. color number
1: 14
0: number 14 uh, first one is I noticed <clears throat> a couple of people noticed there was a rattle on that one do you always put the little rattle in the collar on the back when you're football jigging?
1: 100 um, percent I had an I have a 125 gallon aquarium at home and I had crayfish in the aquarium I had crayfish bass crappie and walleye in the aquarium and I would sit there and you can listen to the crayfish and they tick and click underwater. You can hear them ticking and clicking. So I never, ever throw a football jig without a rattle. I don't uh, know if you hear that.
0: Yep. hundred percent.
1: But it's subtle. It's not a big clunky rattle. It's very subtle. It's <laughs> okay. the, sm- it's the smallest one they make.
0: Okay. JT wants to know about living rubber. Two good questions here. Living rubber, which is the round or the square stuff, you just stick right. with the straight skirts.
1: I, I stick with the st- the standard because I don't. They don't have enough colors in living rubber. Okay. Um, I have mixed them. I, I've mixed them when I when I hand tied my jigs. I would mix round living rubber with regular skirt material and bear hair. Um, but that got to be a pain in the ass because I would have catching to carry- up the bear part. Well, yeah, the, exactly. they hate when they cut. They hate getting their hair cut. Um,
0: <laughs> you got to go after them when they're hibernating. But. <laughs> Imagine if you had to like actually go track down the Arctic fox or the bear.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but it got, it, I quit doing it because because it got me to have to carry tons of different colored um, jigs and hair mm-hmm. mixed, and my jig box became two or three jig boxes. Yeah. It's it's counterproductive. Look, when you're in the cast for cash game, especially, time is money. If it takes you 10 minutes to get something out of your boat, that's potentially fish you didn't catch. So I wanted a system that was simple and fast because I realized that, you know, like sitting down in your boat and during a tournament and eating a sandwich and just sitting there is a gross waste of time when you could eat the sandwich through a no wake zone or running your boat somewhere. So I do, ev- I did everything to optimize my fishing time, which is why my tackle systems are so refined because, and everything is labeled. I don't have a box in my boat that doesn't have a label on it. So, e- e- dude, this is how anal. So even my crappie box is labeled. Okay. Like because, because, and I don't know why, because when I'm crappie fishing, I don't have anything else with me. <laughs> it's but,
0: the only box in there.
1: But it's just my habit, you know what I mean. So when I open the the tackle compartment on my boat, it's got everything in order, and I put the heaviest stuff forward. I put the heaviest stuff towards the console and the lighter boxes as it goes up the bow. Okay. Um, basically, we talked about that in the performance episode. But anyway.
0: Go okay. Uh, scent? No scent.
1: Now I, you know, I I. There was a time when i wouldn't not use it um but everything today a lot of your soft plastics are already presented um mm-hmm. that stuff most of the time washes off after the first cast anyway so
0: i you got know. you uh great question clay when you're done do you take the skirt off dry it out and put everything back how do you do once you build one or is it built and now you're fishing with it and then donating yeah, it to charity at uh, the end
1: when it's built and i'm fishing with it um if it's a busy day it'll be destroyed by the end of the day anyway mm-hmm. um so it doesn't matter but my cats were pushing my computer lid down um you
0: can say hi to the cat
1: come here babe come on babe bama come here oh yeah, f- the hell with it. It's a cat. They don't. They don't come when you call them. <laughs> they
0: you just if he thought they thought there was food there, it'd be game ex- over.
1: The, oh yeah. If that, if that cat thought I was eating something, it'd be on my shoulders, <laughs> Like fighting, a parrot, <laughs> fighting me for it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Fighting me for it. Um. What what the hell were we talking about?
0: I was just asking you some questions that all the listeners had. Oh yeah. The as ging- we wrapped first. up the yeah.
1: Okay. So 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 real quick um what i what i'll do is if i use it and i'm and it's still in decent shape i just dry it off and i'll put it back in the box but then i'll but then i'll use it again the next time i go or i'll leave it on the rod and not even take it off the rod um until it's destroyed because the the one thing i don't want to do is put wet stuff back in the jig Mm -hmm. box because rust is the enemy
0: yeah that ruins the box uh well, last question. This is very important. How are you setting the hook on your football jig? Oh,
1: dude, I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, man, am I glad you brought that up. I never reel down and load up on them. You don't. I. They hit that football jig, and I reel, and I just sweep the rod. When you set the hook like you're flipping – You'll miss ninety percent of your fish, so I let them tighten up on me, and then I just keep reeling and sweep the rod, just like my Carolina rig hook hook set. If you if you get a bite on a football jig and you hit them like a flipping stick, all you're barely moving the jig in the water. You have yep. too much line out. You're barely moving it. You got to tighten up on them and then and sweep it. Um, and that's the, I always do a sideways sweep on it. Never Mm. overhead. Every time you get, I get dummied up sometimes on them. If I'm coming over a big boulder, Um. lifting it up and they hit it up here, you're dummied up. You can't, you can't set the hook on them. So you got, I always try to sweep sideways when I set the hook. Uh,
0: My rule was if I was in a team tournament on Graham, before I set the hook, I'd always tell juice. I'd say there's one.
1: And he gets the hell out of the way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, but that allows you before you set the hook, you say, there's one. And mm-hmm. that allows you to get, get that bow out of the line, reel down to the fish and do the old cross leg step back as you sweep into it and just keep reeling.
1: Perfect. That's the money. That's the hook set right there. Um, I, I, I see, I have fished with guys that tr- set the hook, like they're flipping and they can't understand why they lose all them fish.
0: But this is real interesting. Uh, Rick Klun talked about it on uh, Chris Albane's podcast. And uh, I've talked about it with guys when it comes to losing fish. And it's about keeping the hook point, the momentum of the hook point headed towards the boat. So I think that's key on a football head because you've got depth. So you've got a lot of uh, displacement there to where you don't have a very great connection. Like you can go underwater and, ha- swim as far as you can underwater, hold a freaking football head like this on a long cast underwater and have your buddy set the hook and you can't hardly tell that he's setting the hook. Right. But, and especially then with the stretch, even in fluorocarbon, even if you're, I mean, I've never gotten into the braid to fluoro on that, but uh, the key then is after you sweep and stuff is to keep reeling.
1: Yeah, you have to keep. You have to
0: keep grinding that fish to the boat. Otherwise it's going to come off Shaking its head, it's gonna get slack in the line, it's gonna come up. But after you sweep, you just gotta freaking walk.
1: You keep, keep winding. Here, look at this thing. All yeah. all the weight is up forward. So if you've got this thing in the bass's jaw and he starts jumping around, this thing's doing everything.
0: You're screwed for lack of right. a better term.
1: You I keep the line tight and I keep the fish coming always, no matter how big it is, mm-hmm. either, because they'll fight you. Even if it's a big one, it'll fight you, and you can keep pressure on them, and intention on them, and keep them coming. Um, you know, don't be stupid about it. Yeah. But you, you know, you're not using an ultralight going. Ooh, look yep. at them fight! Ooh, 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 You know.
0: What else you got for this before we give away the uh, limited number fourteen to our viewer or listener who submitted or sent in any picture of them wearing any BTL paraphernalia?
1: I'm saying we ought to give it away.
0: We ought to give it away. All right. That was awesome. Uh, We had multiple different countries that participated in this. We had uh, original BTL stuff. We had day four stuff. We had ice fishing. We had salt water. We had fresh water. It was cool to to see all the listeners who sent stuff in.
1: Yeah, it was good. Speaking about other countries, dude, tell me you don't want to go fish for Bear Monday.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. In
1: a big, fluffy way. Dude,
0: what you need to do is uh, look up Topwater Murray Cod in oh Australia. Oh, God, dude.
1: <laughs> Top, I'm going to do that as soon as we get off the air.
0: Uh, so the winner that, that Frank and I decided on was Doug Stewart. Doug Stewart. Send in that a boy. Really, really cool photos wearing his day four stuff.
1: Doug, you are the winner of color Doug Stewart, fourteen.
0: Shoot me an email. Matt at basszone.com, B A S S Z O N E dot All the other stuff is, is out, right, Frank? The the drawings and all that. Oh,
1: that has been mailed. Yep. All the all the drawings, all the illustrations went in tubes because they couldn't guarantee me if I flat packed them that they wouldn't bend. Okay. So I rolled them up and put them in tubes. Um, so you know, if you get a little tube in the mail,
0: yep. you know what it is. Doug Stewart. S-T-E W A R T, shoot me an email, Matt at bastone.com. You have won the limited numbered, number 14 of the color number seven one knocker. That's you, money. You will have an update on the one knockers next Thursday, right, Frank?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're making okay. them. They're making them. They'll be available in a few months. Um, so those that
0: didn't get if them, you can't. yeah, so there's there's a number of different areas that people are in. Some some got them. Loved them. Right. We've seen the pictures. We've seen that somewhere. Or called, or or got a letter from LureNet about the glitch and how it happened, and that right. the, the order didn't go through. And then some guys, like if you ordered a bunch, I think so, I got some emails from some people that basically are put on like back order. That, right. that well, didn't get them. So
1: yeah. So I'll find out. I'll find out the reality of of that yep. back orders business. Like, and then we'll talk about it
0: Thursday. Frank and I personally have nothing to do with the shipping and receiving portion of that. We're <laughs> not in there, but I, we definitely want to make sure. And I, I've read, gotten all the emails and the messages of, you know, a lot of very, very satisfied, happy customers from LureNet. A lot of guys who were like, hey, uh, I'm glad they were able to reach out because of the massive. Oh, influx yeah. of emails and things. So Lurinet literally, like they had, they've had meetings about this. You, the BTL listeners have forced a me, a meeting of the minds at Lurinet oh, yeah. over their response to the color number seven. So they
1: they actually got on it, um, literally right after they released it because because the system was taking orders and the inventory wasn't keeping up. Yeah. So they literally got on it immediately um it's unfortunate but you know um it's going to be rectified thank god and And they'll be they'll be available again
0: and here's what i'm hoping i hope i'm not talking out of turn here though is but it showed how cool and how many people want your designs frank so i'm hoping (laughs) that this may translate in the future on lure net to some frank scalish stuff on there where well, where I you got can, your mind can go wild where you have free reign of the custom colors.
1: Well, I have to be honest with you guys. I have a lot of stuff this year coming out in the paint shop.
0: Oh, heck yeah.
1: I have a lot of stuff coming on lure net exclusives only. Um, And I just did 12 brand new rogue colors um for suspending rattling rogues and pro mm-hmm. rogues. But, and all that stuff is coming up.
0: But also at the same time a huge thank you to lure net for listening to the btl listeners and listening oh, to Frank and the the process of getting the color number 7 wasn't hey here's the color that we want like this is a long time in yeah. development and there are hundreds and hundreds of ideas that come across the design board for those guys who are making those decisions over there and the investment that they put in to get right. specific colors and baits from where they're made onto the paint shop and taking that risk and saying well we if this doesn't sell, we lose money on it. So huge uh shout out and respect to LureNet for taking the chance on the card oh, yeah. number seven.
1: You know, I didn't I didn't realize until I got involved um more deeply into um a lot of the lure brands. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't realize what was actually involved in getting something from beginning point A to XYZ to the it's market. Insane. It's ludicrous. Um, it's ludicrous, and the risk is monster. It's monumental. It's a yeah. monumental risk because if you forecast incorrectly, you're stuck. You can make a choice and bring something in that's not a, a sellable unit. You're stuck, um, and and this is all you know. This is all the stuff. Now you got to realize with with the colors that I paint, um, I don't have two steps. Well, this is three steps. <laughs> yeah, this the is the easiest color in the world. Um, They're 14 to 20 step process because of how I overlay pearls, transparencies, et cetera, et cetera. And these guys have to get it right or it, it doesn't pass inspection. It doesn't go. So it's there's a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, there's a team of people that say, yes, this product, yes, or no, this product. No, like I worked on a, I worked on a, a lure that we can't get right. Um, I, and I started it six years ago Holy cow. and, and it is a lure that I'm dying for, but I can't, I made the prototypes of it. I got it close, but it needed to do a little bit something else and it wasn't doing it all together and um I sent it to the engineers and the engineers couldn't quite get it right and we went down some rabbit holes we came back started from the beginning went down another anyway the long and short of it is this particular item is not going to see the light of day because um I think physically it's not going to work mm-hmm Mechanically it's not gonna do what I want it to do. Um and I don't wanna make an offshoot of it. That's right. Yeah, that's almost so we're still playing with it, but it may it may never see the light of day, and it's six years in the making. So, you know, so stuff like that. And this is stuff that I didn't realize back then. You know, um I thought you you invented something and you made it. (laughs) But that's (laughs) there it is. Yeah, that's not how it works, you know. Like when I did the speed end the speed end filled a void it was an easy product um it worked right off the rip even my prototypes worked right off the rip and I and I'm hand cutting everything and hand carving um I didn't have you know machinery to do it I did it by hand and it worked so so that was an that was the easier one and that bait literally um about a year from start to finish yeah so
0: well last point then I'd also. Big shout out to LureNet. I mean, you could easily have bumped this thing up to 30 bucks high. That but the fact that yeah. that, that it that it maintained now, I, I would understand that if there's there's more steps to to reasonably incrementally increase it, but there's a lot of companies that will take a demand and then gouge.
1: Not yeah, gouge, no. but
0: jump it up because it's a limited edition. And I thought it was awesome that LureNet kept it at the paint shop price i specifically expected i think they probably made less because of how many steps were involved and how long it take to make yeah. i thought it was going to be a and and wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't just logistically a couple bucks more but dude you kept it at such a reasonable price that everyone could right. get their hands on one which is an awesome stand-up thing for a company to do
1: well that's with that's pretty much how it works with all of our brands yep. i mean we have a formula that we use and we try to adhere to it um, sometimes to my dismay. Uh, I hear you because you know, I mean, Hopefully I wasn't
0: this. talking out of, out of turn mm-hmm. with any of that stuff that I said there, Frank.
1: No, dude. Uh, uh-uh. No, it's great. I mean, I mean, look, it's the, the idea is to put stuff out there. That's good, great, and affordable. And that's the idea.
0: I like it. All right. Also,
1: Football head. Stuff.
0: The football head stuff was good, Frank. I loved it. I really I... enjoyed the football head show. That was that was easy. It's understandable. And something keep... that everybody can do in the wintertime.
1: You got to keep it simple.
0: All right. This has been another edition of day four. Episode number 102 with Frank Scalish. You want to do it again next week, Frank? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll see everyone next Thursday. See you.